I am so jealous of like rich people who are able to devote so much time and so much money into paranormal investigation. Well, I feel like it's like a luxury that really only plagues rich people. So, um, oh, yeah. you yeah, know, or plague, it's, it's like a problem that of, only plagues real people, like rich people. Yeah. The plague of time and money. It, it's a pandemic that's sweeping that, that upper <laughs> echelon. Well, I feel like partly because they need to invent more problems for themselves. Yeah, or in in Tom DeLonge's case, he just needed to you know spend all that Blink One Eighty Two money somehow. <laughs> he just wasn't spending it fast enough. He's like, you know, oh, all these different investments and in, you know gear and different bands over the year just doesn't doesn't bring the same thrill of you know just burning that cold that hard earned cold cash. Yeah, there was a uh, on his uh, bar graph that he was keeping of the amount of money he was making off Blink-182 royalties and the amount of money he was spending on ufology stuff. It, the Blink-182 royalties were still out see, uh, exceeding it, so he that he had to really kick it into high gear to, oh, yeah. uh, to go bankrupt, uh, investing all this time and money into ufology. To put it lightly, he wasn't feeling it. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he was not, damn it. <laughs> Yeah, on a scale of uh, Blink One Eighty Two songs, he wasn't. Uh, he definitely wasn't at all the small things. He was more of like a like what is it? Uh, like, he, he was like the the neighborhood, whatever that weird one that they put out when they when they returned. That was an album. We were naming songs. Well, well, I think there's one on it. Maybe go for it. They're, okay, come on. They're so they they are so a band that would include a title track on their album. Yeah, pretty much every every album, more or less. But no, back to the um. The rich people uh, ghost hunting thing. I feel like ghost hunting is the ultimate, um, you know, you didn't ask me, but I'm going to tell you about my hobby anyway, especially if you can put a lot of money in it. Like, I would much prefer if, um, you know, well, I mean, I, I could do the same thing as, you know, ghost hunting. I think that if you're rich, you can just do it a lot cooler. But that it's just a different way of bragging about your money um, b- because to get into it, you need to have money. But I mean, it. Unless you're gonna make money off the show, and that's why that's why the the Bigfoot hunters always crack me up because they don't look like they were ever rich, ever had any money. Oh, I love those um, guys. But I think some of them probably uh, uh, make some some decent decent change. My favorite um, is the uh, the paranormal investigators. I fucking love those guys. Yeah, they're um, you know, I always wanted to know like what a producer for the show looks like. Like, is he their breed as well, or is he just, like, an outsider looking in and going, holy shit, this is gold? Like, uh, no, that's, you that's saw it, it verbatim in Tiger King with the guy who was trying to produce the reality show. Oh, you're Derek right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They do not, like, they aren't making the show because uh, 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 Bigfoot has been a passion piece of theirs for forever. They're, they're making the show because all they see are dollar signs in yeah. the content. Yeah, that's true. Real- know, reality agree. TV was not stemmed from artistic merit. Oh, no, definitely not. No, it, it, it came fact, from from uh, opportunists seeing, came, seeing, you know, dollar signs on the horizon. But I think there is one good thing about these um, ghost hunting shows is that I feel like, you know, and I don't know actually which one came first, um, but, you know, it's kind of like a chicken or the egg, but... Did did ghost movie or did, did ghost um, hunting shows or whatever... Did they spawn like the found footage type show or did the other one influence the other one? I It was definitely the found footage movies influenced the TV shows. I don't think there was really anything before no. like Blair Witch, right? Like, no. like a, a lot really? of reality, a lot of a lot of reality TV came down to uh, actually the writer strike in 2006 because oh. they they reality shows are historically cheap to produce and they don't require a lot of writers or in fact any union writers. So you, you, you just fucking throw some cameras at some fucking crazy crackheads and then boom you got to re- hit reality show you got you got uh cops the wrong, the longest yeah. it, what i think it, it is it the longest running tv show in history no not the longest no. running tv show but TV probably show. definitely reality. the longest reality right yeah one of them man yeah well i can't think of a good segue to mosey on into our uh intro so welcome to the rabbit hole everybody i'm tim joined as always by john hello hello joining you again from uh quarantine uh hanging in there social distancing and to my right we have matt yeah and today we're going to be talking about one of the most interesting and puzzling haunted houses in america the winchester mystery house located in san jose california the house is an architectural oddity that is said to have been under construction and going through constant renovations 
under orders from the property's owner, Sarah Winchester, for 38 straight years. That's spooky itself. You could end it right there. A house is <laughs> under construction for 38 years consecutively. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the construction people, if they use the same contractor, are making out very well. But to everybody else, that is a nightmare. Absolutely. I mean, a, you know that she definitely did not use the same contractor because, like, that would be the longest contract in the history of, of you know, uh, construction contracts. But, but B... Um, H.H. Holmes taught me to be very suspicious of somebody who uh, is obsessed with doing renovations in their house for long periods of time because when you are the only person who is aware of the plans of your house and you just had 18 different companies come in and make these renovations, you're really the only one who's aware of how any of it lays out. Well, we're, we'll actually go into how aware Sarah Winchester was of the renovations. Um, we'll get into that. That and Shia oh. LaBeouf. <laughs> What well, what do you mean? He he also taught us to be very wary of uh home renovations. How are are we talking about Disturbia? Up? Yes. Oh, okay, thank God. Did, oh, okay. did you really uh, think I wasn't gonna be able to bring that back in? I thought you were talking about uh actual cannibal Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm saying that Wait, um, he isn't dead. Shy surprise. You know. No, yeah, to Tim's point, I thought you I thought Shia LaBeouf had done something nuts where he was doing <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> un unlicensed or un you know, uncertified work to his house and got arrested for it or something. <laughs> no, no, no. He just found a, a a serial killer's hidden kill room. Uh you know, who happened to be his neighbor? Now, w- welcome uh, to Matt's movie corner. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> Fuck, there are more corners. Um, the house has been the subject of a lot of urban legends and even more ghost sightings, credible enough that noted skeptic Harry Houdini was convinced that something sinister was in the walls of the house. When he visited the property on Halloween night in 1924, he left with more questions than answers. In fact, it was Harry Houdini who named the mansion the Mystery House. This episode of The Rabbit Hole is brought to you by 518 Grabs Online Thrifting. 518 Grabs is a student-run online business focusing on vintage and unique items handpicked with love just for you. Do you love being fashionable or having unique items no one else has but hate watching your wallet suffer? If so, then check out 518 Grabs Online Thrifting, where you can find vintage, unique clothing items that are both affordable and fashionable. Remember, that's 518 Grabs Online Thrifting. And just for you rabbit hole listeners, you can receive 100% free shipping on any product by using the promo code RABBIT. Again, that's 100% free shipping by using the code RABBIT, R-A-B-B-I-T. And be sure to check out 518 Grabs on Instagram at 518 underscore grabs and on the retail app Depop, also at 518 underscore grabs. Enjoy the rest of the episode. I feel like the real culprit in the wall was real culprit in the wall was probably just asbestos. <laughs> <laughs> That, that's that's the real demon in this house. I, Maybe I, I think the culprit here was um, it was all just a, a ruse because like this all just built up into a him being some sort of magician supernatural. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like what, what's the conversation between Harry Houdini and Miss Winchester? You mean like the business conversation? Yeah. It's just like okay, like Harry, I brought you in. Obviously, there's you know no ghost. Yeah. Of course, of course there wasn't. So so what's up? Well, that, no, well yeah, like I think you, I, I want you to come into the house, Harry, and you know you have to really be in touch with it. And you know, I mean, you could get out of handcuffs or you know unlock a door without a key, do whatever the fuck you want. It's up to you. But uh, you know, we could really work off of this supernatural thing together. Well, the 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 uh, his visit to the mansion actually happened after Sarah Winchester died. Oh shit! Oh, yeah. Well, maybe. And, no, and it was part of uh, Houdini went on a cross-country tour to noted uh, haunted houses and very various paranormal places. And uh, his purpose was actually debunking all these places. Oh, so, oh okay. So he wow, was we kind of got ahead dive- of ourselves there. He was doing a diner's drive-ins and dives of haunted houses back <laughs> in the day. Except, except instead of being like, man, this is great. You just you just made a, a ghost portal to Flavortown. He's being like, uh, this is dog shit. You're totally lying. So what, he's saying he left there being like, oh, there might actually be something here? Yeah. I mean, I guess you got to have one to get the people being like, yo, shut up. Yeah, uh, and uh, I, now, I'm, John, now I'm just picturing like a Guy Fieri style Harry Houdini going around the country. <laughs> all right, gang. Now, to, to, on, uh, all right, gang. On today's episode of uh, 
haunted Haunted houses, castles, and swamps. (laughs) (laughs) We're checking out the Winchester Mystery House. There are doors to nowhere, uh, 12-foot death drops, and one crazy lady. You're going to be in the interdimensional tunnel to Spooky Town. (laughs) Now, our story starts, though, in New Haven, Connecticut, where Sarah Winchester lived with her husband. The firearm magnate William Wirt Winchester of the Winchester Repeating Arms Company. Wait, was his middle name Wirt? Wirt, W-I-R-T. Oh, I think it was Worked. I was like, that yep. just sounds like what the middle name of like a huge like industry baron would be. Kind of. Wirt is just as weird. Yeah, no, yeah, it's old timey. Now, for those that don't know, the Winchester Repeating Arms Company is a weapons manufacturer founded in 1866 and was one of the most popular rifles of the 1800s because it produced, hands down, one of the best, if not the best, guns made in the United States. The company they're still being made, yeah? They're, they're still being made, and they were extremely popular in the 1800s, and they were actually called the gun that won the West. Against I who? Uh, against the indigenous people? Yeah, Matt, who Oof. do you think it was against? Yeah, that it won the West against well, I just wanted people. to elaborate. Yeah, No, no, yeah, because we were fighting the Nazis in 1866. No, wait, but you wanted to say the gun that won the West against all the non-white people? I mean, they're not going to say that. (laughs) Well, yeah, but they're still still using the phrase, so screw them. That's fair. The company was founded by Oliver Winchester, originally a maker of men's shirts, when he bought a controlling stake of the Volcanic Repeating Arms Company, which was founded by Horace Smith and Daniel Wesson. After he bought the company and Smith and Wesson left, Oliver continued to manufacture guns and constantly improve upon the early designs of the rifle. His rifles skyrocketed in popularity, so much so that they were the preferred weapon of choice by Buffalo Bill during his Wild West traveling show. The serial killer? Oh, oh, the Wild West. <laughs> Put the rifle in the basket. I was going to say, he, he used... Or else you get the Winchester again. <laughs> I don't remember him wearing a woman's skin and then brandishing a pistol. He was kind of, it was a, it was a, it was a boa, but not a pistol. That was the, uh, straight to, um, that was the straight to D- the straight to DVD version of the film. Um, <laughs> silence of the Cowboys. <laughs> silence of the cows. <laughs> yeehaw, Clary's yeehaw. <laughs> and instead of, and instead of the, it's him going, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> now, I ate that man's liver with some beans. Yeah, with some beans and a, and a nice whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> and instead of uh, instead of him wearing like the guy like the paramedic's face at the end, he's just wearing his big old mustache, like <laughs> and his sheriff's badge. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he yelled just like Sheriff Wiggums too. <laughs> Now, together, William Wint, the only son of Oliver, and Sarah Winchester had a daughter, Annie Pardee Winchester, born on June 15, 1866. The child, however, did not survive infancy and died just a li- little over a month later, on July 25, 1866, from a disease called marasmus, a form of malnutrition caused by an energy deficiency. Mar- what? Marasmus. How, an energy deficiency? Yeah, I don't know. Wikipedia, I'm not a doctor. Sounds like uh, iron deficiency as well, but um, yeah, I might have to radio in my uh, my resident uh, uh, medical expert on this one. Steph, what's Marasmus? Marasmus? Yeah. If she doesn't know it, that's how old time you have disease. <laughs> Sounds like something snake oil could have cured. Yeah. It's what? Failure to thrive. Damn, that's what I got right now. Ha ha ha. <laughs> this must be the disease inflicting all of the wannabe IG yeah, uh, influencers. <laughs> that's a. Brad, who's uh, uh Brad, who's been doing so marketing he, for bird bird dogs or whatever, he's got Marasmus. So <laughs> instead of giving it a technical name, they just give it a technical phrase because uh, failure to thrive, which to me sounds like dying of a broken heart. So it's just a nice way of saying that like that baby had a lot wrong with it, or that old person committed suicide. <laughs> <laughs> they just were never right. You know, there was always something in them that was a little off. It's for growth. Like, they were small. Like, they weren't gaining weight. The baby died because of Marasmus in this story. Okay. I guess back in the day, they would have died because they didn't have human growth hormone back then. (laughs) Uh, Failure to Thrive is also my favorite sequel to my favorite Matthew McConaughey movie, (laughs) Failure to Launch. 
failure to launch. It sounds like a lot of the old settlers could have benefited from some Flintstones uh, vitamins. It, it's the failure to launch version where he actually is trying to fuck his mom. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> the Freudian, the Freudian uh, uh, Oedipus complex version. Well, no, that's the that's the third uh, that's the third uh, movie called The Slip. The Slip. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. <laughs> then in uh, 1880, Sarah's father-in-law Oliver Winchester died, leaving his portion of the company to William. Then in 1881, William died of tuberculosis, and the fortune he left to Sarah was damn near unheard of at the time. She inherited $20.5 million from her husband, as well as 50% ownership of the Winchester Repeating Arms Company, which meant that her income came to about $1,000 a day. Let's do some big boy fucking math here and convert that to, mo- today, and convert yeah. that to you- modern money. Yeah. The $20.5 she inherited, inherited equals $543 million as of 2019, and her $1,000 a day income translates to about uh, $26,000 per day. Now, just for fun, let's see how that uh, equates to my boy Jeffrey from the internet. And that's Jeff Bezos. Mm-hmm. Jeff, Jeff from the internet makes $275 million per day. So, 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 still a lot, but not fucking Jeffrey from the internet. So, well, so, so you're telling me that Bezos are cyclical. Yes, Bezos are... Jeffries from the internet are absolutely cyclical. Yeah, okay, gotcha. They just come uh, in different but, forms. They're like, um, yeah. maybe it's one Jeffrey... That's a Buddhist, and they keep getting reincarnated. <laughs> I, I'd be inclined to agree with that. That's why it's hilarious that conservatives hate Jeff Bezos because Jeff Bezos is the he he's American economy like quintessential in the sense that like he came in out of nowhere and is making all this money in a very short period of time. Meanwhile, like the gun company, like Winchester's been around for forever. But I mean that. That's to say if Winchester never made another penny ever again and, like, didn't make crazy investments further on down the line. You know what I mean? So they had a – like, the point I'm trying to make is is they had a very, very nice uh, running start in the very beginning. But that's oh, yeah. why, like – but that's like the United States. The United States wasn't a, con- was a, wasn't a country. Like, you know, Europe and U- Great Britain, they were around for, for fucking ever. And then the United States is like, nah, we don't need a medieval period. We're just going right into our industrial revolution. Fuck y'all. Well, Winchester and Amazon are also very different companies. I'd like to see Winchester's take on cloud computing. <laughs> that, you mean shooting at the clouds on your brain? <laughs> it pisses me off. <laughs> Server, yeah, I'll serve you this. Pow! <laughs> Fucking shoots the bullet straight up into this guy. I shot the cloud. Little does he know, trajectory brings that motherfucker straight down, shoots himself in the MF. Head. Oh, yeah, you want to download something from the cloud? I'll just get it out for you. <laughs> yeah, Tim, that's if he shot it straight up in the air and there was absolutely no wind. How about you go to watch some Mythbusters, you goddamn plebeian? Even the you rotation got... of the earth. Come on, bro. Hey, fuck you. Goddamn you. simp. And the, yeah, boom. <laughs> f- f- fuck you. I- I'm, the, I'm, the, I'm the facts guy on this show. Fuck you. Yeah, yeah, check your fix. Now, this extended period of loss sent Sarah Winchester into a state of mourning, and it lasted till the day she would die. She would don black Victorian garments and wear a veil over her, her face every day. And over this, the $25 million that she just got, or because her husband died? Because her husband died, and her wow. daughter. Wow. She was, yeah. Wait, oh, the, okay, and the daughter, that makes yeah, sense. And her father-in-law, but uh, who knows how close they were. Uh, this very and, okay. <laughs> it's a stretch that she would even mourn that long for her husband. You know yeah, I mean, uh, but uh, okay. <laughs> and it was this very grief that drove Sarah to go to a, a Boston medium who would channel her husband and let her talk to him. And it was during this seance that, through the medium, William told Sarah that all the tragedies that have plagued their lives were were a result of the bloodshed that earned them their fortune, and that vengeful ghosts would seek her out. William said that in order to protect herself, she must build a house for her and the spirits that died as a result of the weapons. But there was one more word of warning for Sarah. Keep building and you'll live. Stop and you'll die. Oh. oh. Wow. So they were pretty much setting up her, like, the the, the prison cell, so to speak. You know so what I mean? So so this seance didn't also happen to have their, uh, the person doing the seance, the medium, didn't happen to have their own uh, construction business as well. <laughs> no, not 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 at all. 
No, and see, it's it 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 doesn't add up because I doubt that the seance had a construction business also in San Diego because that's where the house was built. This was all San done Jose. on the East Coast, and then she's like, "Well, matter if I'm gonna build a fucking haunted house, it might as well be in gorgeous San Diego." Yeah. <laughs> well, that I'm just saying, you know, it's, she yeah, made the right move. There's some tycoons out there. Uh, you got you know, you got to cut your losses somewhere. Fuck, why would you? Okay, oh, I got to live in this haunted house in the summer in perpetual winter time. Get the fuck out of here. No, I'm going to go to where it's always summer, where I don't have to be in the house all the time. Well, uh, it's funny that you bring up that one thing of the nice weather. And it's that even in the nice weather of San Diego or San Jose, rather. Um, oh, San Jose. Sorry. San Jose. Um, Sarah never took off the black Victorian garbs and the veil. She always kept it on. Savage. Well, even I mean, big boy heat. Especially if, well, so it, let's say this is, let's take away any possibility of supernaturalness, and let's say this has all just been some sort of um, long sell for making a haunted house that would be famous for years and years to come. Mm-hmm. Sure. You have to sell the image of a very um, morose and very, like, you have to, like, that dark image of this mourning widow. Oh, yeah. Build- building this haunted house because if she didn't, you know, she would be damned forever, whatever. You know what I mean? Like she's, I mean, this is perfect. Like, you know, setting the narrative, like early, early, like Andy Kaufman, you know, took a page out of this book. Oh yeah. And another group of people that kind of saw that, uh, were the producers of the 2017 movie Winchester, uh, that is based and has Dame Helen Mirren playing, uh, Sarah Winchester. And what is she wearing in the poster? Fucking black Victorian garb and a veil over her face. Wait, so is it just about her or is it about Spooky? It's about Spooky. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. So Sarah moved to California and bought a two-story, eight-room farmhouse in the Santa Clara Valley and began construction immediately. Carpenters were hired to work constantly on what would become a seven-story Victorian mansion with stairs that led to nowhere, windows overlooking different rooms, and even a hallway that consisted of only fireplaces. But during... <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Okay. <laughs> but during all this construction, and one very important role was never filled. Can you guys guess what it is? Um, Wait, what, an important role in construction? Yeah. Architect. You got it. The well, house never uh, had, ar- had an architect. An architect like would never build any of this. This is like he started, fell asleep, saved the file, didn't realize he saved the file, and then when the client was asking for it, sent him the wrong one. You know what I mean? And like, like, oh, Jesus Christ. That's the one where I just put all the fucking fireplaces in the goddamn hallway. <laughs> I didn't move them to the, where they needed to be. This sounds like a very fucked up game of Sims. This is what happens when I get high and make a, a fucking new Sims family. And that's when you get bored playing through the normal storyline. And you're like, all right, I think I'm going to build a fiery inferno <laughs> and just fuck with my Sims forever. So my just- Sims, yeah, my Sims characters aren't burning themselves so i had to make it easier i just put fire i just put fireplaces in all their closets but but also and, and th- remove the doors this is this is the only scenario where the phrase surprise me is actually the best way to go <laughs> yeah like usually people it's like oh i'm getting a haircut like surprise me oh i'm doing this surprise yeah. me like you know this no she was literally just like okay like you're here for the day Build whatever you want, you know, you got it. And then, well, there's actually a, a purpose we'll get into in a couple minutes, um, and uh, into the, why Sarah made the choices she made in regards to the house. I mean, just before you get into it, I'm going to make a guess that yeah, the reason guess? she made these choices is because she was actually um, going senile. So and the 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 contractors because they knew she had all this fucking money would literally do anything she said. She's like, it gets cold in the winter. Put five fireplaces in the hallway. I'll freeze my tuckus off in the morning. <laughs> well, that's a, that's a very good guess, Matt. Do you have a guess? I have a guess that she was being told from the afterlife where to, like, what to build. And he's like, oh, like, you know, William, need a little uh, advice on how to, you know, razzle, you know, give the ghost the old razzle-dazzle. <laughs> and uh, he was like, you know what? He goes, you're, yeah, you're right. Um, this week, it's three different staircases that somehow all lead into each other, and they never go anywhere. Well, let's see who's right in a little bit. But before that, let's get into a little bit more history about the house. In 1906, the great San Francisco earthquake hit and caused damage to the house, causing Sarah to be trapped in the Daisy bedroom and had to be dug out with a crowbar by her staff. 
The seven-story tower and the four through seventh floors were never rebuilt, but were rather blocked off and then later demolished. And instead of building upwards from that moment, Sarah decided to build out. Um, and despite nearly being killed by the house, Sarah ordered the construction continued. The mansion consists of 161 rooms, which includes 40 bedrooms, two ballrooms, one of which is incomplete, 47 fireplaces, and this next bit confuses me, only 17 chimneys, two basement levels, and three elevators. Wait, she has way too few chimneys. That's what I think, unless they all connect into one, uh, into uh, several fireplaces connect into several chimney. Yeah, no, they, they, it it could all be a ventilation system, like, that's not what I'm, how many rooms did it say it had in total? 161. Is this count, do do they count closets as rooms? Because I feel like that's the only way you can count a count that right like i don't know but um bathrooms were i believe our bathrooms i believe are included in that count because uh sarah had the staff and the uh the carpenters and all the people working on the house they lived there full time rent free paid them twice uh the the market value of their work you know really took care of her workers actually Oh, okay. All right. So she was at least pretty socialist in that respect. Yeah. Um, and all, all, every bathroom was fully functional. Uh, well, I mean, Jesus there were no do, there were no dummy uh, bathrooms. Do we ever get Is the it, opportunity to hear from any of the people who worked on the house? It from what I've seen. So I did a fuck ton of digging into see what credible ghost sightings there were, and it seems like from house staff and the website. That's why they want you to spend money on the ticket. What do you mean? They want you to buy they want you to buy the ticket and then they'll tell you the ghost stories. Oh, so they It's very hard to find actual ghost stories. All right, well that's because so that's the thing, Matt. And uh, wh- when was the house built or finished being built? What year is this? Construction ended in 1922. Yeah, so, you know, it's not like you had bloggers who were like, all right, checking out the latest haunted house, this, that, the other thing, or people, like, calling into different, um, uh, or just go, or speaking to different uh, uh, newspapers, being like, I saw a ghost, and then the newspaper being like, sure, we'll write about it. That's literally the only way you were going to immortalize any piece of information happening there. So, right. like, they are completely and 100% totally in control of the narrative in this respect. So, yeah. Oh, 1,000%. Yeah. So uh, I like how they, you know, use the term ended and not finished because it was never really finished. Oh, 100%. Yeah, they, yeah. they there were reports. I'll, I'll get into that a little later. But it also, was totally constructed when she died, right? Oh, yeah. I would assume so, yeah. But also, I would have loved to see this whole thing play out or, you know, something like this happen in today's day and age where you have to go through, like, you know, um, municipal government to you know yeah. I, I do additions um, you know yeah, like zoning yeah, yeah. boards of appeal and all that stuff it's like oh okay you know uh, up next alright we're here in the next um, you know request for a permit or a variant oh our favorite person Miss Winchester yes what can we do for you um, this week I will be uh, building uh, 13 new chimneys <laughs> um, 11 different rooms with 47 uh, rooms uh, a bunch of doors that don't go anywhere and um, uh, holes for my feet in the walls. Mrs. Winchester, we actually have reports that uh, during last month's construction, you built a door that leads to a 10-foot drop. Care to explain? Y- you got to get the ghost somehow. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a big garbage chute. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's, my, uh, it's, my it's my new extreme composting method. Now, another interesting design choice was the relatively modern use of easy riser stairs and elevators in the house. The reason for this is that Sarah had debilitating arthritis that made it incredibly difficult for her to move around her ever-expanding mansion. Yeah, I mean... I mean, listen, in nineteen, in the early 1900s, late 1800s, having three fucking elevators in your house was unheard of. Well, so it sounds like... Um, she literally had God money and got God money and, like, I mean... I can only assume that because Winchester is still a thing, they did just fine through the recession. There was a point in time when, you know, you would see just one. There was one house in maybe like a a 10 mile radius that had solar panel. And you were kind of just like, oh, man, those bougie motherfuckers like (laughs) they're doing this ritzy bullshit, putting solar panels on their house. You know what I mean? So it's like for that time, putting one elevator in your house was boozy, boozy, bougie and 
you know, just probably excessive. So, uh, you know, it's it, she just was spending God money, but that's because she had God money for the time. Well, the best part, too, is that on, on top of just spending all of the money she earned, it seems like the arthritis was giving her more problems than the ghosts themselves. <laughs> that, that, that could be fair. That could be true. <laughs> the real ghosts were the arthritis in her knuckles. No, John. The real ghosts? Were the friends, were the we, friends made we made along the no, way? No, no, they it. were the stairs we made along the way. <laughs> the short, the short stairs that we made along the way. Well, now that we've spent an inordinate amount of time on the architecture, or more accurately, lack thereof, uh, of architecture of the Winchester Mystery House, let's get into the real reason why we chose this topics: the ghost stories. Like we talked about earlier, the house is said to be filled with ghosts of the people who died at the barrel of the Winchester rifles. Paranormal activity is literally built into the walls of the mystery house. It is said that the reason the house has such an unusual interior is that Sarah would communicate with the souls who haunted the house inside the seance room, located in the peaked turret of the house's uh, tower called the Witch's Cap. And in that room, Sarah would get instructions on how to build the house. She would then deliver the instructions to the foreman in the morning. I was pretty much right. You were, you, you fucked, you... The only thing you got wrong was that she communicated with William. She just communicated with the fuckers Fuck. that haunted her. Fuck, I didn't <laughs> expect her to have such a direct relationship with the ghosts. Oh, yeah. There, when uh, So you're wrong. There was an architect in the process. Her. No, the ghosts. Well, well, yeah, but honestly, if you Google Winchester House, in the section that says architect, her name shows up. So, like, Well, okay, okay well, where's the credit to the ghosts? Well, I mean, Wikipedia takes themselves serious. You got to go to Rational <laughs> Wiki for that for that kind of for that kind of accreditation. Um, no, but when uh uh people from the Mystery House uh and uh you know general managers who run tours and all that, there are no blueprints for the house whatsoever. She would literally go in and be like, "Fucking uh, more chimneys," and they'd be she like, just, all right. "I'm telling you, man, she was like, I'm picture what I'm picturing is a woman." Standing in like a not like a destroyed like foyer, just being like more chimneys, but then doing like the the thing that people do at strip clubs with money, being like more chimneys, <laughs> ah, just throwing money on these contracts. The contract, like, I'm so confused. Winchester, but, like do do whatever she says because like literally we write an invoice with like 17 zeros on it, and she just fucking she just she approves it. It's it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. <laughs> Now, on the Winchester Mystery House website, they talk about the three different kinds of hauntings that occur at the house. So let's read a little bit from the site. Residual hauntings. In this type of haunting, a spiritual playback is stuck on repeat. A moment from the past is played back over and over and over again like a video on loop. The events played back may be traumatic or life-changing to the person who experienced them. Or they could be routine tasks the person performed many times. Reportedly experienced in the Grand Ballroom and the chilly basement of the estate, these hauntings involve the famous, quote, wheelbarrow ghost working on the fireplace, or pushing a wheelbarrow full of ash or coal. Working on which fireplace? All, All of them? them. <laughs> this is the busiest ghost in the history of ghosts. Like, uh, this guy, he, he used to work at Hogwarts, uh, but then... <laughs> But there, he was like, nah, I need to I, I need to go where I can make a shit ton more money and, and work my ass off. Yeah. You know, what was how was she paying the ghosts? You know, she said she was very good to the workers themselves. But um, the ghost that contributed to working on the house, what, what did she do for him? She built the house. And she oh, just helped true. make she just helped make more ghosts. Essentially, yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're yeah. like, like, all right, you keep on build. Uh, uh, you know, we tell you to build. You keep on making those guns, and you know it'll work out. And actually, those ghosts turned out to be the army of the ghosts that are in Lord of the Ring. That Aragorn, <laughs> <laughs> very resourceful. They work together as a team. Yep. Yeah. It, it's that's that's actually how they got to Middle Earth. You know what I mean? Those ghosts. Uh, you know, yeah. That's the that's the Winchester House clan. Yeah, they had a they had a gun ban in in Middle Earth. That's what you don't realize. That's what they don't talk about Listen. is the Middle Earth gun ban, and you know, <laughs> say, say what you will about New Zealand, but they acted fast. Yeah, because of the the giant uh, uh, massacre of that one guy's army. You know. <laughs> now the next uh, type of haunting are the intelligent hauntings. In this type of haunting, there seems to be a consciousness behind the paranormal act, and the spirit is attempting to interact with the living world. 
Usually, there are no more than gentle tugs on shirts or skirts during tours, but longtime maintenance worker Denny reports that one morning after entering the water tower, he heard the patter of footsteps above. He ascended to let the trespasser know the three-story structure was off-limits. But the footsteps always seemed to be one step ahead of him and one floor above. His surge culminated on the roof with no one in sight. So, so like that kind of gentle tug? That kind of gentle tug, and it was just as probably as annoying. But, Matt, I have to say, you looked very intelligent doing it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm very happy to know that it'd make a good, um, what is it called? Intelligent, intelligent, intelligent hunting. hunting. I'm just, uh, see, I'm so, I, I was just for a minute so caught up on where they made the, 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 the connection or they named it intelligent, intelligent haunting. It, it's just very, because, uh, like, What's so intelligent about it? You don't need to be smart to feel something or say that you felt something. We need to find out what kind of haunting this is. <laughs> Leave an IQ test on the kitchen table. <laughs> come back the next morning. Holy shit. Holy shit, this motherfucker's <laughs> mental. This guy has a 200 IQ. We're dealing with an intelligent haunting. Yeah, yeah, we don't know what they do. They leave out one of those Mensa calendars where it's a different Mensa like question each day, and the whole thing's just done in a night. Every night, I leave my Rubik's Cube out undone. I wake up in the morning, the Rubik's Cube is done completely. <laughs> But the weirdest part is that the stickers, I see they've been peeled off and rearranged. This motherfucker played the system. Seems like they sent the not-so-intelligent haunting this time. <laughs> the final type of haunting are the shadow figures. The most commonly reported supernatural occurrence is the appearance of a shadowy, human-shaped manifestation. What seems like an are-my-eyes-playing-tricks-on-me moment may sometimes feel too real to ignore. Shadow figures or shadowy shapes that resemble people are reported are purported to be seen roaming around corners, down long hallways, and appearing in windows. Speaking of windows, a former marketing director employed by the house captured the fo a photo taken in 2015 and caught what appears to be a human-shaped apparition looking out to the front gardens. What do you think? Ghostly figure or reflection of the clouds? I think this is one of the ghosts who wasn't in on the whole design process, being like, well, how the fuck do I get out of here? <laughs> oh, man, you know, you see... She spent all this time and money on the goddamn house. The garden looks like dog shit. Oh my God. I've, seen, I've seen 42 fireplaces with only 17 chimneys, and there's a 10-foot drop out into her shit garden. I don't want to die again. And they don't call me the intelligent haunting. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no matter no matter in this life or the afterlife, class structure does not, not evade you. So, yeah, they, they, even in the afterlife, they have to set up some sort of caste system. Oh, yeah. Now, I did a little connecting of the dots between the ghost stories, and it seems like the wheelbarrow ghost they were talking about um, is arguably their most famous ghost um, from... Uh, and was a caretaker by the name of Clyde, who seems to be uh, visiting the ghosts quite frequently. One guest reported to management that they loved that they hired an actor to work on the fireplace and thought that it was a nice touch that he tipped his hat to them, to which the management re uh, responded, uh, we don't hire actors? Uh, wait, hold on. So, so they, saw, they, saw the, they saw Clyde, they saw a guy working on a chimney, and they were like, yo, what's good? And he was like, mm -hmm, tipped his cat. And then they were like, "Milady." They're like, they, he fucking milady. And then uh, they went to management. And they're like, "Yo, that that was fucking cool." And they're like, "What was?" And they're like, "That actor." And he was like, "No, we don't do that." Why they assume he was was an actor though? Oh, because they're dumb fucks who don't know ghosts. <laughs> I guess you know what it is. Is it what? What year was this? What? When did that happen? I, I don't know. Wow. Actually. Yeah. Whenever this was, it, it was like, yeah, nice crisis actor you got here playing. <laughs> Playing a, a dead, uh, dead, uh, uh, you know, housekeeper. Real nice. Um, yeah. And in terms of more ghost stories, we're gonna turn to quite possibly my fucking favorite ghost hunting show, Ghost Adventures. Oh baby, Ooh. the the pros, the rich people, the ones who, uh, the ones who give us the content that we don't really ask for. I think my I favorite. I love that one maybe more than most of them purely because the host of the show um, reminds me of um, I, I can never remember his real name because all I can remember is the joke name they gave him on that MTV show, Jablomi. Uh, <laughs> oh, Jacoby Shaddix. Uh, yeah, yeah. He, he, this From Papa Jacob Roach, right? 
exactly. Yeah, his Jacoby whatever uh, approach to being a host Sick. of this paranormal show, I, I I really appreciate. But they also did do one of Letchworth Village that I thought was actually um, pretty pretty interesting, all things considered. Yeah, so. I think my favorite way that these kind these types of hosts were described because there there's more than one. I forget which comedian it was. It might have been Pete Holmes, but I could be wrong. Uh, described them as like bouncers who saw a ghost once and someone threw a reality show at them. I mean, pretty much. Yeah, one of the requirements besides the, um, what was the really popular one with the people who were just Roto-Rooter people? Taps. Okay, or, so. That was Ghost Hunters, but their company was Taps. Ghost, ghost Hunters. Those are the only ones where um, a, um, what is it, where a uh, skin-tight t-shirt is not a requirement. Oh, All yeah. the other ones, like. They it's definitely kind of look a, like they could have stopped you at a New York City bar. The Those amount, guys were like if you took uh, Mario and Luigi and made them ghost <laughs> yeah. hunters. You know what I mean? So. <laughs> the amount of Ed Hardy and Affliction t-shirts that is in an episode of Ghost uh, Ghost Adventures, uh, you'd think that there's a fucking p- sponsorship. Well, I think it's planned because there's always some sort of cross on like an Ed Hardy or Affliction t-shirt, yeah. and I think they're trying to w- scare off the demons. No joke, for about five minutes of, of this episode, the fucking uh, the three hosts uh, get into an Abbott and Costello type bit where they get lost, and the uh, main bouncer is like, "Wait a minute, you were there? No, I was over there. When you were there? Yeah, when I was there. When I was f- over where? Right there. When? Are we Just watching then. it? I can find that clip if you'd like. Uh, can you find it real quick? I think we've been in here before. <laughs> we've been in here. So I was here once, wasn't I? Wasn't I here already? No way. <laughs> like fucking playing like I Benny Hill there. music. Yeah, I was. I was. Yeah. Or you were just in there. I was over there though. Was I there or you were just here? <laughs> no, 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 no. You were there, but I was there when you were not there. When I was here, you were there. This place is freaking confusing. <laughs> <laughs> really? Where are you? How are you gonna do this? <laughs> hey, do you know where we are right now? Stop. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Wait, listen to Dewey says stop. Huh? Yeah, he's pissed off at this point. It's not even an act. Hey, do you know where we're at right now? Stop. <laughs> stop. Stop. Dude, this one guy in the bowling t-shirt, though, just coming out of nowhere each time is fucking hilarious. <laughs> that guy is the... Okay, so this is when you know that these shows are a total joke because they did something... like. That guy is the unwritten hero of the show. Oh yeah, well, that guy takes it the, seri- so the least serious. My my two comments on it is, a I don't want to say it was planned, but there is a certain scriptedness to it. But I do like how they, as a show, own up to the silliness of it by playing that music in the background. But if they wanted to make it seem a little bit more genuine, if if, if that guy hadn't said friggin' and had just cursed right there, it'd been like the fuck is going on you know what i mean that i would and like you just hear like a beep right there i would have pissed myself crying laughing but the the frigging just seemed like he was intentionally like softening it up uh, i shit you not there's a, about a minute and a half scene where zach the lead investigator tries to find a wor- uh, working bathroom and this is all in the winchester house this is a classic episode this is a classic episode and what's funnier is that he goes up to one of the tour guides and was like i need to i need to piss um where are the bathrooms? And she was like, we locked them all up. And he was like, uh-huh. what? He's like, yeah, you have to go outside if you want to use the bathroom. He looks goes, like looks like you got to use uh, the only bathroom we have now, the 10-foot drop outside. <laughs> yeah, they, literally look, they, they literally look at him and go, do you know how much it costs to have running water in a house that has 87 bathrooms and uh, 45 showers and then 20 sinks? I I uh I read an AMA from someone who used to work at the Winchester House, and there's a story where like they were like, oh, what was like the worst part about li- about working at the Winchester House? And he goes, uh, one day while we were taking while I was leading a tour, uh, we walked into a room and we were like, what the fuck is that smell? And then we looked be- behind us and a woman while walking, uh, pooped her pants. I was just gonna say that. Screw the bathrooms. You could just go to a random room, shit in it, and and I was seriously about to make this comment, and no one would probably know for about two weeks. I mean, uh, it took them. You wouldn't pretty- even be able to find what room it's in because in the general vicinity of the room that the shit's in itself, well, you would there'd be like thirty thousand other rooms. This woman didn't. No. This woman didn't shit 
in a room, she shit her pants and continued walking. My, my, I still, my statement still is true. Fair enough. No, no, but so the thing is, Matt, you have to look at it from two perspectives. Or what I would say, you have to look at it from the, the jackass perspective, a la when they uh, shit in the fake toilet in the, um, uh, 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 oh, God, uh, hold on, block this out. Um, when he shit in, when they shit in the, uh, 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 construction parts store in the, the appliance store. Um, if somebody is having to shit in a toilet and it's not a prank, there's a good chance that they are in an emergency situation and they're sure. having violent, violent, violent diarrhea. So therefore it's going to be smelly no matter what, no matter where, no matter how long you think it stays there. If uh, somebody, if somebody who's on the tour gets the joke in their head, oh man, there's all these toilets. I'm gonna try and poop in one. Odds are he might just squeeze out a little turd, and it's not gonna smell or anything like that. So you would really, the person, if you're trying to play a prank, you would need to like show up there with laxatives like akimbo. Oh yeah, but uh, the thing is that all the bathrooms in the house are locked behind doors that have display windows on it, just so you could see into it. Um, but the woman in question. Uh, she seemed very calm about the whole thing. Because <laughs> she spent $60 on a ticket to see a tour of that place, so she was just going to act natural until she got through it, or she didn't really. I would have tried to blame it on the ghosts. Oh, no! What? Like Kind of like, um... I mean, kind of like, like South, South Park. Park. Oh, what's it, what is this? What is this brown oh, stink oh. coming out of my... coming down my pants? Shit, oh, my God. Shit, demons, wet, get out. <laughs> get out, shit, demons. <laughs> Poop demons, get you're, out of her body. You're not welcome here. Your diarrhea demons, get out in the name of Yeshua. Now, let's look at a different <laughs> clip from the episode uh, a couple uh, minutes later um, when uh, the gang decides to interview somebody who went on the tour, one of the, uh, the In the Dark tours. All right, now we are here with Oni. And uh, Oni has come here to the Winchester Mystery House before, right? Yes. Now, what did you do? Like a flashlight tour at the end it, of the night? Yes. So we walked around to check out the location. Then we saw, you know, a dark area. Nobody was there. Right. So we did a quick EVP session. We caught a voice. What did you catch? I caught a, ma a male's voice, and I didn't know what it was saying. I looked at it over and over. Right, let's listen to it. Sure. Yeah. I feel like I'm just gonna cry. We came home that <laughs> night and I didn't sleep the whole night. I was freaked out. I mean, that's like, a cool voice. To me, it sounds like I feel like I'm just gonna cry. Mm. That's what it sounded like to me. Yeah. I, I would consider that like a, like almost like a class A AVP. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, that oh right my. there. That's uh, that's a, a class A AVP. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I think if you're Doing this in California, you should have a better uh, pool of actors to pick from. And this guy was just way too hyped up on everything that was going on to be like, yeah, man, that's exactly the the, the traumatizing ghost experience I had. And, you know, well, I'm super excited that I'm reliving this moment with you guys. <laughs> I couldn't sleep that night, but I'm so glad you brought it up. Um, but I, it's a but good thing see, these therapists out here in Hollywood are great because uh, I can have interviews like this with you guys. They messed up because unless the guy is really being billed as some sort of amateur, like, uh, ghost hunter they're like he's like yeah you know like I was doing the, the tour and you know I caught a quick AVP it's like dude nobody knows what that is or what or like or, or nobody knows what that is slash what they even call it that right like right like if you're going to a haunted house to record something would any of us right now go oh yeah we're doing a quick AVP I mean to your point though Matt they're kind of assuming that people who are watching that episode then have watched previous ones before. Oh, no, 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 it's no. I'm just saying it's for, like, the, um, you know, the realness of the actor. Okay. All right. Yeah, I get, I get what you you're mean, saying. I mean, like, their script yeah. for it was, like, oh, mm -hmm. like, they used their own term. I mean, it's not that that's only their term, but, like, obviously that's a nope. acronym in the ghost hunting community. But in a realistic sense, you would have every episode these actors being, like, AVP? What's that? It, it, uh, it, it, yeah. What? So I can see why they cut out the middleman in certain episodes and just like relieving you to be like, oh, they explained it to him and just didn't put that in the episode. So yeah, and that let's actually uh, look at a experience the the fellas had before going into lockdown, where they, I shit you not, brought Winchester rifles into Sarah Winchester's bedroom and took some photos. 
like this. What I saw was a huge ball of light that grew in size as it came toward me. <laughs> it was not a bug because of its characteristics. And there were others in the room who didn't see it with their own eyes. It was not a reflection or lens flare as I tried to debunk it by taking more photos after the one that captured the anomaly. Right when it happened. The tour guide mm -hmm. who was present during this event shocks us because this ball <laughs> of light has been seen before. We had a radio crew here one Halloween along with a psychic. Um, he, the psychic told one of the people in the crew to turn around and behind him they saw an orb uh, about this big of Same light. Foggy, yeah, foggy in the center. <laughs> 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 the That's the same exact thing. That isn't like the greatest like mid 2000s. Facebook profile picture ever. I don't know what is. <laughs> oh, man, you're pretty right. Um, hold on. I I gotta shame the two of you for. Are the you serious? Comedy, huh? <laughs> Just the guy. Yeah, there's a big orb of light behind her. Are you, are you serious? <laughs> are you serious? The or that's just classic. And you know, the best part is they're both standing around, like they're both like. Uh, that's a classic scene at like a party when something crazy happens. It's like everybody's just on their phone being like, yo, what the hell? I got to post this. And they're all looking down. But um, I got to shame you two real quick on the comedy of of that of what's happening. He's I don't know who made the shirt he's wearing, but he's wearing a shirt with fucking guns on yep. it for the Winchester episode. Dude, that is that 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 is a primo. That That's a swag move. Not you know? not only that. Uh, they didn't understand why. So, say you really do believe in ghosts and uh, that Sarah Winchester was haunted by people who died from Winchester rifles. Um, they were like, they're like, oh yeah. I mean, why are you guys surprised? You brought Winchester rifles into Sarah Winchester's bedroom, and they were like, oh, didn't even think of that. Yo, oh, yo, guys, yeah. yo, dude, dude, look at this asshole, dude. Yo, we were killed by these rifles, and he goes and fucking brings one into it into the bedroom. All right, let's do something. Let's do something. Uh, Jim, you got any plans? Or uh, I'm gonna, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. The best we can do is the orb. Oh, fuck, I hate being a ghost. All right, all right, send it to the picture. God damn it, none of you are intelligent. Fuck. God damn, God damn it. it. God damn it. I got the stupid <laughs> shadow idiots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got the stupid shadow idiots, and we got wheelbarrow Clyde over here. <laughs> Just dip in his cap of the fucking fireplace. <laughs> hey, hey, Jenny, how's the goddamn garden? Yeah, yeah. Dead as always. Wonderful. God Useless. Damn God damn it. He's got he's he literally has AK forty sevens on his shirt. I wish I was killed by an AK forty seven. I died a slow, painful death from this tiny ass bullet in nineteen oh one. This is bullshit. <laughs> well, uh, that's gonna be the last of the clips that we play from this episode of Ghost Adventures. The rest is pretty uneventful. Um just some uh things that they think they hear in uh uh, uh audio recordings. Uh you literally just hear at one point <sighs> And they're like, dude, that 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 girl said neck. <laughs> I think well, at one point they they say his full name. The the guy's name is Nick Groff, and they said they went. You just hear, or like you just hear some weird ass fucking noise, and then you go, that that thing said Nick Groff, dude. I heard it articulated right there. Well, so Tim, I'll I'll tell you what what the real thing is behind all of this. The reason why the host wears all these different types of t-shirts is because this is how the video editors are able to tell what clips go to what episodes because <laughs> in terms of what they're saying in terms of what they're saying and doing i'm sure it all sounds the same it's all of them just like oh oh did you hear that oh I, dude i definitely heard that it was like a Kuch. no no man yeah it was like a kachaka. yeah no dude i totally heard that you know what i mean it's all the same but they they probably are just like uh, what, was he wearing the the affliction shirt with the big cross on it in that one, or 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 was it the one with the little guns on his shirt? Oh no, that was the one with the little guns on his shirt. <laughs> all right, all right, okay, okay. Yeah, those are the clips we need for this. What's funnier is that in that episode, they so around the Winchester house, they have uh, they bring about a uh, uh, one of these like psychics, psychic people to walk around with the host around the house. Unless it's my dude from the uh, uh, Nathan for You episode, <laughs> my, mother unfortunately, was queen of the my mother was queen of the mystics. God, unfortunately, I, I, wish I remember not. his name. Unfortunately, uh, not. But they were walking through. So there was this weird. There's this really weird staircase. I think it's one of the Easy Riser things that uh, Sarah had built because of her fucking stupid arthritis. But they were walking, and they're walking up these stairs, 
And uh, the guy goes, oh, my God, I'm feeling really nauseous right now. And mm-hmm. the psych was like, yeah, that's that that's uh, that's say they can happen uh, in these stairs because uh, uh, part of the thing, part of the reason uh, they say uh, this house is so fucked up uh, in terms of interior design is because the ghost, they just don't have any perception of our re- real reality material world. And they just don't know what it's like to be human anymore. And there's a portal here to the other side. And they were like, I'm feeling claustrophobic. We, we need to move. So that's what they were saying, that because there's all these ghosts not realizing they need to move on in this house, that's why he's nauseous? Something like that, yeah. Uh, Yeah, it, it's all just a lot of... It's all just a lot of hooey, and I mean, <laughs> they didn't they didn't really have great people to, no. you know, so that's why that's why the Letchworth episode, and, you know, now that we've opened the door into hauntings as uh, topics we could potentially cover on this on this show, um, on this podcast, um, uh, the Letchworth episode that they did, they picked the two best people that you could have, these the goths who, like, you know, were pretty oh, obviously yeah. stoned or, you know, on some sort of like weird, weird, you know, downer antidepressant. And they were like, you know, we were, you know, making out over there. And all of a sudden, like, I saw this figure down the hallway. And like, you know, those are the types of people I want to see on these types of shows because it, it lends itself. But when I see like, you know, oh, yeah. So this tour guide here, she she said she's seen some shit. It's like, of course, she said she's seen yeah. some shit like they're paying her. They're paying her a little extra money to go on the show. Plus, she gets to be on fucking television. Yeah. And to kind of close out the uh, the, the story um, behind all this is, is that when Sarah Winchester died in 1922, uh, she died in her sleep of heart failure. And it said that when uh, the workers working on the grounds found out that she died, they literally just stopped working, left. Some some rooms are unfinished. Some even have nails sticking out, not even finished being uh, nailed in. And they just left. And they were so loyal to uh, Sarah Winchester that they did not talk about, essentially, her any aspect of her incredibly reclu- reclusive lifestyle. Sounds like they might have been ghosts themselves. Just going to say it. Who knows? I mean, it's very, like, you know, Tim so the play tried to find as much as he could on, you know, uh, 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 paperwork behind any of this. I mean, it could have been a, a, a ghost army, you know, not not too different from what we saw in, in uh, Lord of the Rings. But I mean, that is completely possible. But um, I would much sooner go with part of whatever scheme she had going on or a larger idea she had got going on she made him sign uh uh non-disclosures so but like you've been living in this place for two however many years right like like she paid the contractors they live there yeah if, so, if you were if you were there from day one you lived in that house for 38 years and they're just gonna move after 38 years I mean, i'm not saying that like you know you said they're loyal so i'm, I'm sure they they wouldn't want to be in there against you know, you know, like I, I, you know, w- without her there or whatever, right? Yeah. But, you know, you kind of just don't move in one day from the place that you were for thirty eight years, thirty years, or whatever. So, uh, yeah, you mean you they mean like ghosts. the construction workers? You just don't be like, oh, well, that's it, job's done, or or <laughs> just be like, oh, okay, yeah. like the place I was for a while. See you later, done, cool. I mean, I think if I would attribute it to anything, I would say that odds are is. Whoever was in charge of these workers, whoever owned the companies that, you know, uh, you know, sent the workers, they realized that whoever was taking over the estate was not going to a pay them until the estate was taken care of or be like they were probably like, oh, man, like the only reason we were doing this work towards the end is because the old lady had completely lost her marbles on this one. You know what I mean? So now that kind of leads me to uh, the kind of thing I want to close out the episode on is was Sarah Winchester just batshit crazy or is there some legitimacy to it? Now, do I think that the house is haunted? Maybe, sure. But is but if it is haunts if, if it is haunted, is it as haunted as they say it is? I don't believe so. I mean haunting always is ghosts in general always will be a a tough subject for me because I feel like to believe that, you know, 
you you can haunt this area it means that your soul can will stays in this plane uh after you die or some sort like that you know i don't i don't necessarily subscribe to that kind of um thinking so that's where i'm like all right ghost whatever plus there's more opportunists out there than there aren't so you know yeah. uh this is just uh one of the longest running you know sideshow you know schemes going in a sense but uh yeah um, I tried looking up to see how old she was when all of this was going on. And granted, you probably have to similar to the money that she made then you have to adjust her age to the time scale. But like, I mean, she was maybe in her forties uh, uh, when she moved out to start doing construction mm -hmm. on this house. You know what I mean? Like she was well um, into her life. She was 48, maybe, uh, maybe just about to be. Uh... No, sorry. She was. Um, she was 39 about to be 40 so you know it's the kind of so thing so she was where, like 70 you know yeah I mean maybe for back then that could have been an age to start having some sort of craziness going on but similarly she did lose her husband and daughter and father-in-law if true. you want to give her credit for that Um, all at the same time so that's definitely enough to like you know I mean there's probably she probably didn't have a detailed uh, medical history in terms of mental illness because like people were like, oh, she just is hysterical. Um, so, you know, who knows what the family had in in terms of that. So, yeah, maybe that was like losing the child was the the flip that thing that flipped the switch. Yeah. Matt, what do you think? Uh, do you think it's haunted or are you a, a skeptic? I feel like with how crazy the building is and all that shit. I feel like I actually might want to err on the side that it is haunted, but the story behind it, like, I feel like if anybody was to be the ghost that would be in this place, it wouldn't be the people killed by the rifle. It would be, like, the people who made them or something, right? Like, like the story's a little, you know, weird. Well, I, I, I give more credence to it being the people killed by the rifle because uh, uh, there's there's more reason for a vengeful ghost to come back and haunt the, a, 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 remi a remaining member of the Winchester. Yeah, it's fortune. not going to be the people that made them. They're okay, well then, how many of them were? How they... many of them were indigenous people? You know, Native American. Because if it, it was a lot, it, it, it was a lot. If it won people. the West, then apparently, if it, no, they should all be. It was be... a lot of people. It was a lot but of people. If you're, if you're building a horror story narrative, there's nothing scary or the, like it's silly to think like, oh, the ghosts are coming back. You know. You know, why did you employ us? Why did you employ us to make these guns? Why did we accept paychecks from you? Well, they're familiar with building things, so I still think my theory is somewhat true. It was on a dark yeah. and scary night in the Winchester Mystery House and where you could hear rumblings of former workers saying, When can I clock back in? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, can I use some OT on Thursday? <laughs> Am I getting docked for this? <laughs> but I still, I still love the. <laughs> I could do I that. Mean, I could do that for about an hour. hour at lunch to go to the doctor. <laughs> I still love though that um, the ghost show did do something like this. And as we were talking, I was kind of thinking like, they they are BS, but they're also. They're kind of, I, I don't know. They like it, it. Like what I'm trying to reference is an episode of Ghost Hunters. So different than Ghost Adventures, sure. but there was an episode of Ghost Hunters where they went to go investigate some guy who said his house was haunted, and you know they go wow. throughout the entire. <laughs> I remember this one. I know exactly what you're referencing. <laughs> they go to go throughout the entire house, and he's like, "Okay, I saw something here," and they're like, "Wow, okay, blah blah blah." And then they're like, he's like, oh, you know, I'll take you down into like my garage basement area where like I spend a lot of my time. And he's like, and they're like, and they're like, yeah, sure, like we'll go down there. And they go down there, and they start talking. And this is where this guy does like his like painting hobby or whatever. He has no ventilation in his garage, and there's all these unopened things of like acetone and like paint. And they legit went to him like like he was like, so they they like so then the guy was like, oh, like do you think you're gonna investigate? He's like. No, he's like, we think you should talk to, like, an HVAC person because you're probably inhaling all the fumes and hallucinating. And he was like, oh, you're probably right. And then, like, that was the episode. They left everything in. 
So Matt, you raise an excellent point about, and and also an excellent point in favor of um, liberalism uh, and socialism, might I add, because uh, it was all it was around this time that more government regulation came in and stepped in. So I don't know if you've noticed there are probably significantly less ghost sightings and hauntings these days, as well as there are also. Um, uh, less exorcisms. Uh, you know what I mean? There's there's less people possessed yeah, by yeah. the devil. You know what I mean? Um, you, you, you know, it seemed like back in the day, every town at least had one person being, you know, possessed by the devil. But it was really like, no, there's just there's just a black mold living in their room all over surrounding them. And it's now, you know, grown on their brain because they lived there for 25 years or a black goat. Ooh, good, or good, uh, good. The witch reference. What they, uh, what they call him? What was Black Philip. Black Philip. Oh, I thought it was Fred, but whatever. Black Philip <laughs> is a great name, though. Black Philip is an excellent name. So I think that just about wraps up today's episode, guys. What a, what a fun and interesting one. Chock full of history I, and hauntings. I really like this one, and as somebody who is, um, pro, uh, uh gun control, I like the story that hey, you know. To you gun makers out there, when you die, well, you know, these guys are going to come haunting you or they already are. But, you know, you just stick enough money in your ears and that's it. You know, you don't have to hear it. <laughs> well, what I like about this one, too, you know, just to, to end it off, I think we've all come away with some really good information here. You know, we've just found out the solution to house hauntings, spilled staircases and fireplace. It You're seems so right. like Sarah Winchester. It seemed like it was somewhat effective. And <laughs> I think that what it is. is if you're going to have ghosts, make sure that you have as many ghosts as you can because you might actually have some really creative types out there that will help you build this large extravagant house. So, yeah, build guns where you can kill as many people the quickest way possible. Maybe if by luck of the draw, you get a lot of intelligent hauntings and something really good comes out of it. It could be actually a beneficial and positive experience oh, as opposed man. to a negative one. I, I would love it if uh, like Oliver North of the NRA wakes up one day and goes, oh, my God. There must be an intelligent haunting here, guys. It's the cure for cancer. Holy shit. <laughs> wow. We found it. It was in this episode of Ghost Adventures. <laughs> if, you, if you zoom in on the blob, it's actually the perfect molecular makeup of the, the cure for coronavirus. <laughs> the Winchester ghosts, uh, ghosts solved Higgs boson. <laughs> no, that would, yeah. That, that, would, that would make me shit my pants. Well... Thank you guys so much for joining us this week. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Rabbit Podcast, and you can follow me on Twitter at Timmy Brenner. Um, you can follow Matt at Matthew Brenner with all the vowels removed. Yeah, fuck vowels. <laughs> <laughs> this this post made by Continent Gang. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> you can follow John at Johnny Be Good nineteen ninety one. Is that something it? like that? Something I like don't that. Remember. Well, just look look at who's following the account. You'll find it. And you can follow us on Instagram at The Rabbit Hole Podcast. And be sure to subscribe on Apple and Spotify and leave a review. It helps us out a lot. Thank we'll you. See you next week. Bye. Stay woke. Kidnappings of Dunmore, Chicago, that was a mystery, sad to tell. Down on Lake Glazer, on a warm, sunny day, everyone was enjoying happiness at a picnic day that day. You know, the two children, they wondered all, Bobby and his